Hi, this is Steve Compeller from Golden Arrows. If you thought I was a son of the soil, check the real soil. Just listen to Sports Live with BBK. They don't come any darker. The darker the berry, the sweeter the juice. Sports Live with BBK. On this 13th day of the 11th month of the year 2020, please do allow me to take this opportunity to welcome you to yet another edition of Sports Live with PBK. My name in full is Baring Batu Korchas, and the only time I get to hear it in full is when I'm in trouble with my mother and she's like, Baring Batu Korchas! And by that time, I'm looking for the exit of the house because if I don't, a very wet cloth is going to land on my back. Well, Whoever came up with the, the dynamites come in small packages saying had my guest in mind. She is no Winnie Mandela, but in her own different way and different style, she is the mother of the nation. Well, at least to the many women who play football uh, for the senior women's soccer national team, Banyana Banyana, her name, Desri Ellis. And to me, she is the Alice in the Banyana Wonderland. And Guess what? Banyana have stormed into the final of the Kosafa Cup in sensational style. They beat Malawi by a half a dozen goals. Six to two. And they will meet Botswana in the final of the Kosafa Cup. And this will be at the Nelson Mandela Bay Stadium. Desri Ellis, my sister from another mother, welcome to Sports Live with PBK. Uh, hi, BBK. Thanks for having me. I'm just humbled by your kind words, um, but uh, thanks for having me. Desri, you know, to me, you are the female version, the soccer version of baby Jake Matlala, a champion in my eyes yesterday, today and forever. So have you been keeping in these trying times of the new normal in COVID-19 pandemic as we learn to live with and around this coronavirus? Look, uh, BBK, it was very difficult in the beginning. Um, you know, I had to make sure um, that I keep my mother on a leash. She is very high risk. The duration of the of the lockdown, my mother was indoors. Um, I also had to make sure that, you know, we say we're a team on the field. Um, so we also needed to be a team off the field. Mm-hmm. Where we uh, checked up on each other, um, players and staff, and make sure that we come through this. Um, but it's gotten better, um, you know, and uh, we're still together and we're still taking care of each other. Yeah, we have been apart and we've been together virtually for most of the time. But as the levels have continued to go down, as we are now on level one, we are happy that we are able to do things that we love. And one of the things that we love is uh, writing, commentating and uh, doing things on sport from my side. And it is coaching on your side. Yes, the team is in camp participating in the Kosafa Cup tournament in Port Elizabeth. Just give me the rundown of the very first three matches of the group stages at this? Look, um, our first game against um, uh, against uh, Angola was a, was, a, was, a, was, a, was a tough one. Um, we hadn't been mm. together for, for more than seven months. Um, yes. It was a new group of players. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we struggled in the beginning, couldn't find our rhythm. And we were looking at using the three games to improve all the time in our ball rotation, in our movement of the ball, 
mm-hmm. in our uh, you know combination plays etc um putting the ball on the ground sharing the ball and obviously scoring goals so yeah. so we took it game by game you know we we beat angola 2-0 then the next game was eswatini um mm. we had a really good performance you know um and uh, we beat them 7-0 and and uh, uh Sibuleli uh, Olweni, you know, um, came up trumps and scored five goals. Um, and then uh, we played Kamoz. We played Kamoz, and, and um, people were expecting a, a similar score, but they had come back looking much better, much more organized, much mm-hmm. fitter. Um, and had a few players that were based in France, and um, you knew, we knew the score was not going to be 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 that big. And then you know we played them and. Uh, we won 7-0 and um, then, you know, uh, all our guns blazing for the Malawi game and uh, our analysts got a spot on each and every time, analyzing and then putting a plan together and then, um, you know, getting ready for the Malawi game. Before we get to the Malawi game, Tess, let's talk about the five-goal hero win. I like the fact that you've already highlighted the fact that this is a new group of players. I think in my research, I came up with only six names of the players who were there uh, last year in this tournament. Tell us about the five-goal heroine. Who is she? Where she comes from? And what makes her so special? Look, uh, Sibolele Oweni went to the Under-17 World Cup in 2018, um, Mm. along with Karabu Dlamini, um, you know, Oratile and uh, Lona Temba. They all went to the Under-17 World Cup. And when we were getting our squad together for the Senior World Cup, um, yes, uh, Sibolele and Karabo then joined the team and they just cemented their place and went with us to the Senior World Cup. Sibolele made a debut against the number one team in the world, the USA, as an attacking midfielder. Mm-hmm. And during the World Cup, when uh, Notando Velakazi got red carded, we played at left back and she was completely unfazed and just stepped in and, and did and did a role. Um, then we couldn't utilize them later in the year because they were busy with metric exams. And the yes. first opportunity we got was to call them back to the Sutu game. And uh, Sibuleli has always been uh, in the back of our minds after going to the World Cup. And she reminds me of Leandra, who's so versatile in all positions. We've played a right wing. We've played a left wing. Um, we've played an attacking midfielder. She's played left and right back. And in this game, we decided to use her in a more advanced area. And every time she scored the goal, she had a smile on her face. And that is what you want to see, players enjoying themselves. Yes. Um, and she's always coming to you to ask, how can she improve? And I said to her, scoring five goals, you still got to be be one to be better. You look at the top players in the world, they never stop wanting to be better. And you always got to set standards for yourself and She's really raised the bar, you know, along with the other young players in the team have come in and, and really, really made their mark. Most definitely, in case you're wondering whose wonderful voice it is that you are hearing, it is that of a lady who, in my eyes, is the Alice in the Banyana Wonderland, and her name is Desiree Ellis, and you are listening to Sports Live with a PBK. Tell me more about Sibulele Des. What are her strengths? What are her special qualities? Look, she's uh, she's a she's a she's got a very good football brain. First of all, um, she's very skillful, but but also she's a real team player. You know, yesterday she yesterday in the game she could have scored two goals, 
and she scored one and put it for someone on a plate to put it in the back of the net. Mm. Uh, and that's how good she plays with a smile on her face all the time. Um, she's also currently studying at University of the Western Cape after having yes. completed her stint at the HBC. So mm-hmm. she's very, she's 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 just a joy to watch, you know, just a joy to watch. Um, does everything effort effortlessly. It's always open to learning. And hopefully she is going to join the long list of uh, the other more senior players who we have seen leaving South Africa to other shows to ply their trade in overseas countries. Of course, it is not a one women's sport, but I just wanted to shine the spotlight on her because she has really done a lot to grab the headlines. Now, I want to go back to Malawi now. Earlier on, you said that your analysts had done everything in making sure that they get things spot on. Let's go to that game. Look, um, we knew that the Chowinga sisters were a threat. We knew that their season had just been completed in China and that they were in superb um, condition. Mm-hmm. But we also knew that, you know, we had players. We didn't have a special plan for them. We said whenever they come into your area, make sure they don't turn and run at you because physically they were stronger and very quick and very aggressive. And we made sure that we hurt them where it was the most, um, you know, behind their fullbacks were were the spaces that we attacked most times. And and when we got the opportunity to for Hilda, when the when the goalkeeper got sent off, we knew now yes. that we could con- take control of the game. Unfortunately, we didn't. They were still very fresh and were chasing down every ball in the first half. And when we got the opportunity at halftime to tell them, what do we do best is put the ball on the ground and move the ball around. They're not going to be able to cover all the all the spaces. And in that way, we're going to open them up. And we really did open them up, you know. We we created very good opportunities. But um, I was still disappointed with the two goals we conceded because mm. on both mm. moments, we were in control. Gave away a free kick on another moment further up the pitch. We were also in control, uh, made a poor decision. So with that, I was not happy. But overall, the players stuck to their guns. um, And the more we tried to tell them to manage the game, the more they just kept going. They just kept going. So for that, I was extremely happy for this group of players. I said to them, you know, it's your chance to go make your mark. It's your chance to be remembered. It's your chance to make good memories for yourself. And it's your chance to raise your hands. You know, so that you that so that you are not forgotten. Raise their hands, they did, and it was a masterly, masterminded six-two demolition job of Malawi in that semi-final. Well, we hope that the ladies are going to continue to be smoking hot, Desri, as you play Botswana in the final at the Nelson Mandela Bay Stadium. What, what do you make of your opponents in the final? Look, we've always had very close games. Um, you know, they beat us. Uh, they knocked us out of the Olympic qualifier um, last year uh, when we had ample opportunity to score. Um, that is one area that we're still working very, very hard on is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, being clinical in front of goal because we know um, they have a very dogged defence. They have a plan and they stick to their plan. And we've got to unlock that plan. We've got to unlock the way they play. Um, and make sure, you know, that we execute our plans really well. And if we execute our plans really well, then we'll come away with a positive result. But um, it's the first time that they in the final. This is the second time that they got into the semifinal. So they yes. have improved as well, like all the other teams have. And us having a very young team, they've really, really grown into the tournament and gotten better and better. And now the challenge is up to them to make more memories and make more good memories. 
So, you know, we will analyze and we'll come up with a plan and then we leave it up to the players. And thus far, you know, they've really executed the plans really well. You say, Desri, it is the first time that they are in the final. That is Botswana. But I'm telling you now that you've been in the final for the last three finals and you've won all three of them. And if you beat Botswana at the Nelson Mandela Bay Stadium tomorrow, it will be title number four in a row. And that's going to be a record. You must be rubbing your hands in glee with that prospect. You know, we don't want to get too much too far ahead of ourselves. We're trying to keep everyone level-headed. We're trying to make sure yeah, that we yeah. take it one game at a time. We're trying to make sure that we play the moment when it happens and not before. Um, mm. You know, I've already said to the players, the semi-final is done and dusted. Let us not go back and think about us. Let us think about the next opponent now. Um, we have just this one day to get ready for the final. Let us think about the opponent and make sure that we execute our plans. And if we execute our plans, then we will get the positive result tomorrow. But we have got to be on top of our game at all times. Minimize our mistakes and be clinical in front of goal. And then we will win the match. But we're playing against an opponent who knows us inside out like we know them yes. inside out. Um hmm. We just have to be on top of our game. Um, I'm very good personal friends with the coach as well, but tomorrow friendship goes out the window until after the final whistle. Would you say that since we know each other so well, like the back of our hands, Botswana and Banyana Banyana, does that mean in your eyes we basically cut from the same cloth in terms of style, application, approach to the game? No, they have a different style of play. We have a lot of new players that haven't played mm. against them. Um, I think when we played Botswana last in the Olympic qualifier, there's only three players here. Um, actually, four. It's the goalkeeper. Um, two goalkeepers. Uh, it's Mamelo, it's Robin, and I think that uh, and Bongeka that were part of the squad. And yes. out of those players, only three were in the lineup. So it's a new group mm. of players. They don't mm. know them. They don't have mental scars in having lost a game to them. They don't want to raise their hand. And it's a similar Botswana squad to what we faced What we faced last year. So the young guns are coming and they want to raise their hands and they want to show um, the rest of the country that they are here to stay. That they want to show the coach that they've raised their hands and they want to make their mark. So we will put the ball on the ground like we normally do. Um, and they are, are very dogged in the way they defend and in the way they play, you know, the long ball. Um, they're very good at that, um, you know, and we just have to deal with that and then play our game. And hopefully we can open them up, you know, like we did in the previous game. But this time we've got to be more clinical. Um, they have a very good goalkeeper as well. So we really got to be on top of our game and make sure, sure that we don't allow them any opportunity. Well, her name is Desri Ellis. She is my guest today and she is the Banyana Banyana coach. And I am BBK and I'm your host on this uh, Sports Live with a PBK a podcast. Well, Desri, uh, there was a lot of criticism. Um, maybe I should say unwarranted, but uh, everybody has got an opinion. Uh, this democracy of ours says you can say what you want to say. But I look at when you announced your squad, a lot of people are going around and saying like, huh, huh? Huh? Who are these people? Who are these names? Where are the famous names that we know? Um, I, I guess there's not even a single overseas based player in camp now. And what these girls, what these ladies, what these women have done is to say, yes, the coach says, raise our hands. And guess what? They are only one match away from making history of winning the Kosafa Cup and help the country win it for the fourth time in a row. And that's a record. 
Look, BBK, you know, we cannot please everyone. Um, you know, we, if I give a paper to all of the people out there, I'm sure that, you know, all 57 million of them will come back with a different team. And you can imagine how difficult it is for us selecting the squad. But we also mm. have to look at the future. We also have to look at refreshing the squad. We also have to look at making the core group bigger. I mean, the, the, the U20 players that are, that are here, four of them, went to the Under-17 World Cup. Yes. The other player, Kalen uh, Jordan, was the captain of the under-17 team. Other mm -hmm. players we scouted at the national championships, the Cecil one, and during the National League, and during the Cecil League. And some players have come back, um, you know, that we've recalled, like Gabriela Salgado, you know, um, she's one of the players that, that, that played in 2018. So we were looking at players that we wanted to have a look at again that had a pretty good season. And we were bringing in the younger ones who had, who had shone at U20 level and, and were doing well in the league. Yes. So for me, you know, I had every faith in the squad. I had every faith in the quality that we had in the squad. And um, the reason why the Chowinga sisters were here and Barbara Banda is because their league had ended. So their countries could call upon them. Our players are currently playing, as you know, Tembi scored now the other day against against Real Madrid. Um, yeah. You know, Odidem league just finished. Jermaine scored. So they all busy playing. And it's also a non-FIFA date. So it gives us an opportunity like we've always used the Kosafa Cup, you know, to have a look at new players and mostly local players. The only time we had overseas-based players was in 2018 when Timby, Linda and Janine came because their season in the USA had been completed. Yes. Other than that, we've always used local players. So this was another opportunity and it was a challenge to the younger players. We say we have talent in the country and the, what a better way to expose that talent to a competition and to see if the players are ready for the next step. And they have surely stepped up. And the only way they started to come, yeah, the only way to show that they have an opportunity and the only way for them to be able to get the experience that people are talking about is for them to be given an opportunity on the field of play. Oh, no, most definitely. And, 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 and a tournament like this, where they are playing against much more senior players and, I mean, Tabita and his sister, Tabita's a world-class striker. The same with Barbara Banda. They lifted their team so much. So it was a challenge to our younger players to be able to step up, to be able to say, coach, don't forget about me. I'm here as well. And to make our core group bigger. And that is exactly what we've done. You know, um, you've got to have faith in the players you select and you've got to make them believe that they are world beaters. And that is what we've done. We've made them believe and they've stepped up and they've raised their hand and, um, that's all that we can ask of players. And the Kosafa Cup, in essence, has afforded us that opportunity over the last couple of years. I remember in 2017, we had 10 new players that we called up. You know, so mm. it's given us an opportunity to have a look at players and to make our core group bigger because when you have a bigger group of players, you know, you have a lot of positions covered. And if anything happens to any player, they're not available for whatever reason, someone else just steps in because they're part of the core group. Most definitely making the circle bigger there. And you are listening to the voice of Desri Ellis, the Banyana Banyana coach whose team is on the verge of making history by winning a record fourth Kosafa Cup in a row. And uh, you are listening to Sports Live with BBK. But there's again, 
we, we we need to be calm when when we make these criticisms, and we need also to be very very observant of the fact that as much as we are celebrating the exodus of as many banyana banyana players going abroad in the last couple of months, we also have to be cognizant of the fact that most of them are also on the wrong side of 30. I mean, I look at the veteran of the women's game in South Africa, started as a striker, now she's a defender. I'm talking about Nuku Matlo here. She's 38. And also, the current captain of Banyana Banyana, Janine, she's 34. So it makes sense to be able to try and create this new group of players, also with the view of saying we are working on a four-year cycle going to the World Cup qualifications. Not so? Yes, definitely. You know, preparations for, for, for qualification for AFCON and the World Cup, etc. starts now. It doesn't start in 2022. Mm. And for me, it's never really about age. It's what the body can still do. You for know? sure. Um, players, play as long as, players play as long as they can and some retire at a very early age because their body has just taken a toll. It's just what the, what the body can do. But as you say, as you say, we've got to look at the future. We've got to make sure that we have a consistent pipeline of players coming through. Mm-hmm. If if players at one time all decide to retire, then you you left with nothing. Yes. So we have to make sure that these players are ready to, to to take the next step and to step in when somebody steps out. You know, and and that for me has been so important, and that has really helped us over the years to make sure you know that when we play matches, that when we play games that consistently players are coming in and when players are stepping out, these players filling those positions. And that is what we've been trying to do all the time. And yes, people might have raised eyebrows with the squad we selected, but when are you going to give these players opportunity? Many mm-hmm. of the players that are in the current Banyana team, Jermaine started in the team at the age of 17. She just came from the under-17 World Cup. So we are trying to do similar things where we are exposing these uh, these players that we have belief in, that we think can take the next step, we are exposing them early already to see if they can take this st- the step up and what a better way to have it at a tournament or to have it at a game. Otherwise, we will be left with egg on our face when we don't have players to step in, when we don't have players to step up. And yes, there are maybe thousands out there that we haven't seen yet. But over the next two years, we will definitely, you know, make a plan to see as many players as we can because we obviously want the best players in the country to play for the nation. For sure. It is a great pity also that because of the lockdown restrictions, there are no fans at Suchie, our ladies, and give them momfu. But even in the absence of the fans, they've been able to go all the way to the final, and hopefully they are going to be able to win that. Now, there's... We, we, we know that we've done well in terms of showing our superiority, our dominance in terms of the Southern African region. But I, I'm going to expand to the entire continent now. Banyana have reached the AFCON Women's Championship five times. That is the final. And that was in 95, that was in 2000, 2008, 2012, as well as 2018. But it is a sore point for me that we are yet to win uh, the, Af- uh, the AFCON as we finished runners-up in, in all those occasions. The idea, surely, is to step up and win the done thing now. We came very close in 2018. Um, It was such a shame we lost on a penalty shootout, which which is a lottery, of course, a penalty shootout. And I think the experience of Nigeria being in so many finals and being in a couple of penalty shootouts really showed. But 
you know, that's one thing that is still missing from 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 the Banyana cabinet. And, you know, that is one thing that we're working towards. Um, I think any team that goes to a tournament wants to win it, anything, any team. It's the aim of the team. And likewise, Nigeria are not just going to sit back and other countries are not just going to sit back. But that is the aim to finally go there and try and win it. I think we owe the country that. I think the players owe the country that. And they've put in the hard work. And hopefully we can go one better, you know, and, and win it in 2022. The format is different. It's going to be difficult. It's now 12 countries and we don't know what the format is going to be. But mm-hmm. we need to be ready and we need to start preparing now already. And, and this is the start of the preparation. If we have a similar preparation or even better than what we had at in 2018, when we prepared to qualify for the World Cup, then we will be very, very close or thereabouts. And that is the aim, um, but notwithstanding, no disrespect to the other teams, for but sure. everybody goes there to want to win a tournament. Most definitely. And I think that's the way that Banyana Banyana had performed. A lot of people also like to argue that they'd rather watch Banyana Banyana than Bafana Bafana. But that's a topic for another day, Desri. As we are about to conclude our conversation here with Desri Ellis, the Banyana Banyana coach, right here on Sports Live with BBK. In case you don't know, she, she, she was crowned as the queen of the African women's football castle in that in 2019, or 2018 rather, Desri Ellis was the Confederation of African Football Women's Coach of the Year. And this was after she had qualified Banyana Banyana for the first time for the FIFA Women's World Cup in 2019. And this was by virtue of finishing as runners-up to Nigeria in the AFCON, as she had alluded to. Now, there's the World Cup. We've broken the part of qualifying. But qualifying is not enough because we just don't want to participate. But you want to participate in the sense that we go through uh, through the first round. Uh, but the biggest hurdle, the biggest Achilles heel for South Africa is that Banyana Banyana are even yet to record a victory at the World Cup itself. How do we work towards that goal of getting our first victory, which will be a three points that can lay a solid foundation for the team to be able to save maybe from the other two games, you get a point each, it's five points, surely it guarantees you qualification for the next round. Look, BBK, we did have a plan. Um, We targeted the first game and I thought the first 45 minutes against Spain was most probably the best football we've played in a very long time. I would agree with you on that. we had a plan... We had a plan and we said, I kept saying, if we can go to 70 minutes without conceding, we're going to win the game. And then we concede a penalty on 69 minutes. And then some crazy moments, Balakazi gets sent off and uh, we concede another penalty. And then we're chasing the game and we we concede, um, you know, again. But we didn't have a chance after halftime to make a 2-0. And that is what I'm talking about when we need to be much more clinical in front of goal because mm-hmm. we are a team that will create all the time. But if we don't take this oppor- those opportunities, we're always going to be let down like we had, you know, for the Olympic qualifier against Botswana as well. So that yes. is one area that all of us as coaches need to work on and, you know, work on our finishing, work on our finishing consistently. Uh, we're well organized in defense. We have good structure. We play the ball really well. But that one area is you know, putting the ball in the back of the net and making those little mistakes that that end up us conceding. China was always going to be a difficult game because now it becomes a must-win game for both of us. And they scored early on, you know, uh, when we didn't pick up the runner and um, 
then we couldn't get back into the game. The German game was always going to be very, very difficult. Um, we made a couple of errors. We were four nil down, but could easily have been four four with the chances we we, we had. But uh, yes, you're right when you say you know you want to you want to go to the next round. And I, I'm not being too arrogant or too bold, but you're right when you say when we go to these tournaments, we now got to get out of the group stages. There's been other countries that have taken years to get out of the group stages. But if we want to really lift off as a country, if we really want to take our football to the next level, we've got to work towards that and make sure, you know, that we are even fitter than what we were for the World mm-hmm. Cup. Make no mistake, we competed with all the teams there uh, f- uh, fitness-wise, but we've got to get better technically, we've got to get better tactically, and we've got to make sure that we work on our finishing. And then we talk about getting out of the group stages and what happens next. But it's there for us to all to work on over the next couple of years and to make sure that we are even a better uh, team than what, than what we were at the 2019 World Cup and then cover all those areas, technically getting better, tactically getting better and now finishing. And then, you know, we'll start beating the better teams in the world. And that's where it starts. Also playing the, the, the better countries that challenges the players more. Um, because that is how you grow and that is how you get better. So that is the plan over the next couple couple of years to make sure that we that we improve in all areas. And when we do get an opportunity to qualify for AFCON and then go into to the AFCON itself, our aim is always to win it. Make no mistake. Nobody goes to a tournament not to win it. And then sure. to go to the World Cup and get out of the group stages and see what happens. Um, that is the aim. Um, but we all got to work together to get there. Not just the Banyana coaches, but all the coaches out there, they have no idea the big role they play with their players, getting their players ready to come there. So when we win, they win. When we're successful, they're successful because we can't do without each other. So the onus is on all the coaches out there to work on finishing, work on finishing and everything else. And then we'll take it from there and hopefully, you know, do what we're supposed to do and compete with the rest of the world because we do have the talent. There's no there's no mistaking that. We know we had the talent. It took the World Cup for the rest of the world to really see what talent we have. And then we've got to utilize that talent to the best to get out of, uh, to, to qualify for AFCON, to try and win AFCON and obviously qualify for World Cup and try to get out of the group stages in that order. After that, the only thing that I can say is that you are very correct, Desri Ellis, Banyana Banyana coach, in saying we all have a role to play because all of us form a team. And in my vocabulary, team is not a word but an abbreviation for together everyone achieves more. I hope that your team is going to be able to win Kosafa Cup against Botswana. I hope that your team is going to be able to grow from this. I hope that the pool of players is going to expand, make the circle bigger, my second. And as I close here on Sports Live with BBK, allow me to take this opportunity to say, pass your greetings to your lovely old lady and uh, please take care. Good luck to the team and let us march on with women's football and go to greater heights. Thank you, BBK. I will pass on those um, greetings and messages. And what you can expect from Banyana is always an effort. Also, always an effort and we will really do our best to make the country proud. That's Desri Ellis, the baby Jake of South African women football. And that's how we come to the end of it till we meet again for the next edition on Sports Live with BBK. I'm out.